This week on the YSOI podcast, we're going to talk about how you can still achieve success without college, which for many means without unnecessary debt. This is Tony Armager, and you're listening to the YSOI podcast, Other Paths That Lead to Success. This is the podcast that informs you about how college tuition in America has helped contribute to the horrific $1.5 trillion in student loan debt in our country. We look at different aspects of the entire problem and provide you with all the information you need to know. 44 million Americans are burdened with an average student loan debt of over $37,000. Let's talk about it. So I am going to have to apologize to you guys. It's been about seven months since the last time I recorded an episode. That one was called Student Loan Breaks for Congress. Um, I just haven't really had time, to be honest with you. Uh, I'm working really hard to pay down these student loans as fast as possible. And that basically requires me to be working overtime. I'm currently working two jobs at the moment. And I am... I'm currently paying $1,500 per month towards these darn things. And it's it's going quickly, but I have to say it's taking a lot of effort, energy, and time. And I'm not really able to con- concentrate on the things that I, I really want to be concentrating on. So that's that. But I have to say I, I had some motivation to do this episode to, to kickstart the podcast again because I hit a landmark this month. Um, It may not seem like a landmark to most people, but basically I'm down to $40,000. And that means that I have paid off my student loans entirely, technically. Now, everything that I'm paying off from here on out is interest. And that's still going to take me about a year and a half to get down to zero. But it makes me feel good, and if anybody else is in the same position, props, keep up the good work. It's awesome. It's a good feeling. Um, interest sucks, but hey, what can you do, right? So today, I want to use this motivation, and I want to talk about other paths that lead to success. Other paths meaning paths other than pursuing a four-year degree at a college or university. It seems like everybody and their grandmother nowadays thinks that this is the only path to success. But it's actually, and factually, not uh, the case. If anything, there are tons of other paths to success, and these paths are getting bigger and bigger and more and more lucrative as well when it comes to finances. So while more and more people are pursuing college degrees in the United States, fewer and fewer people are pursuing jobs that require trade skills and manual labor. Uh, which is basically those jobs in the blue-collar sector. What is this doing? This is actually creating a problem in both sectors, in the blue-collar and the white-collar sectors. So there's a gap between these sectors. And the gap is basically very prevalent when you look at the amount of jobs being created and the amount of qualified individuals pursuing these jobs. In the blue-collar sector, for instance, you have... um, Tons and tons of jobs being created, whereas you you have a, a decreasing rate of qualified workers to fill these positions because everybody is going to university to get a four-year degree, 
which would qualify them for the white collar sector. The white collar sector, on the other hand, is basically being flooded by these people, by these people who have university degrees, and people are finding it more and more difficult to actually get a job in the white collar sector, in, in the service industry, for, for instance. So what's happened over the last 40 years, last 40, 50 years, is you've seen this, the service industry, which is the white collar sector, creating more and more jobs, most likely due to advancements in technology, the computer, um, things like that. And you've, you've been seeing the manufacturing industry as an example, which is the blue collar sector or an industry within the blue collar sector, decreasing uh, over time. But what you're now seeing within the last 10 years is that the blue collar sectors or the, blue, the industries in the blue collar sector are, are steadily increasing and more and more jobs in those sectors are coming about. And the white collar sector is becoming a little bit more stagnant. So let's just look at what the National Association of Manufacturers said in their prediction about U.S. companies within the manufacturing industry. They said that these companies are going to be facing 2 million job vacancies by 2025. 2 million job vacancies by 2025. Um, the American Welding Society is saying that uh, manufacturing industries are going to need 300,000 welders and welding instructors by next year, by 2020. Keep in mind that a welder can, nowadays can be making $90,000 per year. Last year in 2018, Associated General Contractors of America, AGC, which is the leading association for the construction industry in the U.S., they represent over 25,000 firms, said that nearly 80% of construction companies in America are having a hard time finding qualified workers. Let me repeat that. Nearly 80% of construction companies in America are having a hard time finding qualified workers. What the hell? How is this even possible? I mean, it sounds unfathomable to me. Well, I'll tell you how it's possible. It's because everybody and their grandmother are looking to get enrolled at institutions of higher education in colleges and universities. So fall enrollment in colleges and universities between 1995 and 2005 increased 23%, according to National Center for Education Statistics. The next decade, between 2005 and 2015, enrollment in those same institutions increased 14%. So we're looking at numbers like from 17.5 million people to 20 million people. This is the trend that's been taking place for over the last 40 years. This is the reason why construction companies in the U.S. are having a difficult time finding qualified workers because nobody wants to pursue a blue-collar job. Pardon my French, but that's bullshit. Construction jobs nowadays are, getting, are paying more than jobs that require a university degree. And this is the reality that we're living in at the moment. So why is this, why is this blue-collar, white-collar labor gap uh, widening more and more? Well, okay, yeah, we look at basic labor market statistics. You see that blue-collar jobs over the last 40 years um, have decreased since the 1970s. 
Um, and the service industry, which basically is, a, is an industry within the white collar sector, has expanded uh, quite a lot. And this could be due to technology, um, computers, uh, things uh, trending in, that, in, that, in those areas. You also look at the uh, demographics. So, for instance, nowadays, baby boomers, a lot of whom were working in um, the manufacturing industry, construction industry, uh, all within the blue-collar sector, a sizable chunk of those baby boomers are currently going through a retirement. They're retiring at the moment. And now you have all these blue-collar jobs uh, that require qualified workers uh, there's there's a shortage of qualified workers because of this these these baby boomers retiring. Now, something that I really want to focus on in this episode is the perception. The, the 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 third reason for this labor gap, the perception and the image of blue collar work compared to white collar work. Everybody thinks that you have to pursue a university degree in order to be successful. This, like I said, is so far from the truth nowadays. People are getting more and more in-depth as they go to pursue a college degree, such as myself, for instance. Whereas people who are pursuing blue-collar work uh, are financially thriving. They are the ones who are becoming more and more successful. And this is becoming more and more evident. So... I know hard facts are important to digest things like this. So I went to a, a website called payscale.com. They have a really cool comparison tool called Who Makes More? Blue collar jobs versus white collar jobs. And it went through the list and it was very, very interesting. I picked out three instances uh, to show you guys and give you a better picture of this whole thing. So a civil engineer versus an elevator installer repairer. The average job salaries for mid-career level elevator installers or repairmen ranges around $65,300. That's 3% higher than the, the typical salary of a mid-career civil, civil engineer, which is $61,611. Pretty interesting, right? Let's look at auto mechanics compared to bank tellers. A mid-career level auto mechanic earns 47% more annually than a mid-career bank teller who earns, on average, $21,714 annually. 47% more if you work in a garage compared to someone who works at a bank. That's kind of a mind blower in my opinion. It's not that crazy to be honest with you. For me because uh, my stepfather works as a master mechanic and he always made really, really, really great money. Let's look at a clinical laboratory scientist compared to a construction contractor. The average job salaries for mid-career construction contractors ranges around 59 $1,927. That's 6% higher than what a clinical lab laboratory scientist in, in mid-career makes on an annual basis, which is $56,268. So a scientist actually makes less than a construction worker. That's, that's really interesting. I mean, to me, on, in general, that's not exactly what I thought before looking up this kind of stuff because my mind was, in a way, brainwashed to think that white-collar jobs or jobs that require or more often require a four-year degree pay out more at the end of the day. That's not true. Uh, nowadays, things are basically changing. 
Now let's go from hard facts to case studies. And I've chosen two people who I know who are exemplary cases when it comes to going down a path to success that doesn't include getting a four-year higher degree education from a university or college. The first of these is David Oliphant. And David's story is awesome. He and I grew up together. Uh, he lived right down the street from my family. And we both went to elementary school, middle school, high school, and also were Boy Scouts together. The only difference between us was basically leading up into our 18th birthday when we made the decision of what we were doing after high school. I decided to go to university and rack up tons of debt. And David decided to become a Baltimore County firefighter. And he didn't just stop there. He also started his own landscaping company. It's called Mo Blow and Go Outdoor Services. And I've got to say, it's turned into a very, very successful venture. Um, everybody I know, basically, back at home has gotten Dave to do um, outdoor services for their properties. And every time I go onto the internet, I'm seeing that he's hiring more and more people. And it seems like the reviews are just through the roof. I mean, it's amazing. So that's his professional life, and that's what he decided to do after high school. Um, that has brought with it so much in his private life as well. Um, and I'm talking about his beautiful family. He has two beautiful children, a wonderful wife. Uh, he was able to buy his own house with a beautiful property as well. And uh, things are just going really, really well for Dave. Uh, I, I check in on him once in a while, and everything that I hear is just spectacular. I mean, props, seriously, if, if somebody can do that, they get out of high school, they become a firefighter, start their own business, have a family, buy their own property and home. Um, I mean, to me, that's the epitome of success when it comes to what I think of success. Now, the other case I want to use is that of Joe Kelly and his story of success. Uh, Joe is also a good childhood friend of mine, and he was a neighbor while I was growing up. He lived not too far away from David and me. And he also went to school, uh, elementary school with David and me, and high school as well. And Joe and I hung out quite a lot when we were in high school. Um, his story is very similar to David's in the sense that he chose not to go to a four-year college to get a degree, but rather he went a different path uh, towards success, uh, one that ultimately led him to uh, quite a lot of success, in my opinion. And uh, that was basically this. He and his brother Tom... Uh, took over their father's auto body shop. It's called Kelly's Body Shop, just outside of Baltimore. Um, the shop's been in existence for 50 years, and it's it's always been successful. But I have to say, when, when Tom and Joe took over the shop, uh, that success multiplied exponentially. Uh, you go onto the internet, and you see all of the, the review sites where it's like 4.5 or 5 stars out of 5, uh, Yelp, Google, Better Business Bureau, um, Facebook, you name it. And back in 2015, uh, they and their team also won uh, Baltimore Magazine's Best of Baltimore when it comes to auto body repair. And he didn't stop there. He helped his father also start a new business that basically produces certain innovative parts for Jeep Wranglers. And that's also a successful side venture. I mean, it's just the epitome of entrepreneurship as we uh, expect it. Now, this entrepreneurial success has led to success in other ventures that Joe has undertaken as well. For instance, Joe has been able to invest some money in various properties just outside of Baltimore, and he's already seeing a financial return on those. He's 33 years old, and he's achieved all of this success 
without having gone to a four-year college to get a four-year degree. Joe knew that it wasn't necessary, and he went down the path that he chose, and ultimately he's found tons of success. He actually recently just got engaged to a very beautiful woman. Shout out to Casey. And he is just living the high life right now. So props, Joe. These two cases of David Oliphant and Joe Kelly show you that you don't have to go to college in order to achieve success. You, you can follow other paths. As long as you work hard and put your heart into it, then you can achieve whatever success you want to. This perception in the United States that you have to go to college in order to achieve success is just utterly false. And it's stopping a lot of young adults from achieving success. Now, how do we change this perception? There are a few things we can do. Number one, do exactly what I'm doing. Create awareness. Get the word out there and tell people that it's it's just not the only path to success. There are other paths to success. Tell them about Joe and David's cases and what they did. Tell them about people that you know, uh, friends or family. Maybe you also are uh, living a, a life of success without having gone to college. Tell people about it. Tell them that it's not necessary to get into all of this debt just to get a four-year degree. Actually, a really good example of someone who's spreading awareness on this topic is Mike Rowe, who most of you know is the host of the Discovery Channel series Dirty Jobs and the CNN series Somebody's Gotta Do It. Funny enough, he's also from Baltimore, uh, so I'm using quite a few examples of people from back home. But he puts forward the idea that college is basically a scam, which in my opinion is not an idea, it's a fact. Um, if you're not studying medicine or engineering in the United States, then you probably shouldn't be going to college. Rather, you could be doing other jobs, such as those jobs in the blue-collar sector. And he goes around and he visits people and companies around the United States where they're doing just good old honest work. And he, he's, he's basically showing that it's not shameful to do this work. If anything, these people should be proud because they're the ones who are achieving success. And when you look at these people on his show, a lot of them are really just um, good, hardworking people who also have you know, their own beautiful families. And that is uh, America right there, if I can say that. That's America. Now, another way to change the perception in the United States that college is the only path to success and financial return is to do something that the Henrico County Public School System in Virginia has been doing for the past couple of years, and that's to celebrate students who gain employment just after high school. This year, not, not too long ago, actually, um, the Henrico County Public School System celebrated their second annual Henrico Career and Technical Education Letter of Intent Signing Day. This is a day when students, employers, parents, friends, teachers, and the local media come together to celebrate the fact that certain students have been brought on board by certain employers in the area to work right after graduation. So they're basically signing a, a pre-contract outlining that they're going to be working there after high school. And 110 students took part. I'm going to quote the description on their Facebook page so you get a better idea of what this looks like. 
But they say, quote, students and representatives of their future employers both signed letters of intent outlining what students must do before and during employment, what the employer will provide in pay and training, and an estimate of the position's value. Similar to signing days for athletes, students donned a hat or other form of promotional clothing representing the employer, Henrico County Public Schools, and the school division's career and technical education program. This is awesome. And um, when I was going through the, the pictures, I, I was honestly, I was really filled with joy because looking at these young adults and their, their, their bright faces and how happy and proud of themselves they were, I mean, it's, it's so cool. And there, there's a few photos of also uh, proud parents and the local media taking pictures, uh, a few siblings in the audience as well uh, taking pictures and clapping. It's so great. And I'm looking through here now, actually, and I see there's um, there's a roofing company. Uh, the Henrico Fire Department is there as an employer. Uh, a few electrical contractors are also employers. There's an orthopedic practice. Rolls-Royce is an employer. And um, there's a Ford Lincoln dealership as well. I mean, this is just so cool. And these kids are proud of themselves. They should be. Their parents are proud of themselves. The local media is making a big thing, which it is. They're ultimately achieving success right off the bat. They're gaining employment right out of high school, and they're probably going to achieve success a lot faster than uh, quite a few of the kids who were going to college after high school. I remember when I was in high school and I received my letter of acceptance from the college that I was accepted to, and right after I received it, I went directly to the principal's office to show them that I was accepted to college so that they would publish my name in the school newspaper. I remember every month waiting for that newsletter to come out to see who was accepted into college. Um, and I always thought it was super interesting. And, and sometimes I was jealous. Uh, you know, even before I was accepted into college, I was jealous of those kids who, who were. And that's the thing. You, you see tons of celebrations when it comes to kids getting accepted into college, but none for those kids who chose other paths towards success. Because we, we were taught that college was the only path to success. Well, that's utterly false. Um, Joe and David didn't get their names into a school newspaper, but they're two of the most successful people I know from high school. And they're only 32, 33 years old. I mean, that's, that's crazy. That's crazy, and that needs to change. So props to Henrico P County Public School System in Virginia for doing this um, letter of intent signing day. I think more high schools throughout the country should take this as an example and do this themselves and start promoting other paths to success. Because if you start doing it in the high schools, I mean, geez, start doing it at home. The parents should start doing it. If you start doing this, then this will change the perception in the United States that college is the only path to success. Here's your homework until the next episode. Spread the word. Tell as many people as you can that college is not the only path to success. Nowadays, it pushes you further away from success and deeper into financial debt. Tell them the various other options out there that lead to success, such as learning a trade, doing an apprenticeship, becoming a firefighter, starting your own landscaping business, taking over your family's auto body shop, and the list goes on. Are you someone who didn't go to college yet feel content with the way your life turned out? Or do you know anyone who's gone that path? 
We want to hear your stories. Get in touch with us on Facebook or through our website at whysohigh.org. A big thank you goes out to Joe Kelly of Kelly's Body Shop in Hunt Valley, Maryland, and David Oliphant of Mo Blow and Go Outdoor Services in Perry Hall, Maryland, for letting us share your stories of success. Thanks also to Mike Rowe of Baltimore, Maryland from the hit Discovery Channel TV show Dirty Jobs for getting the word out about this, as he calls it, diploma dilemma. By the way, I highly recommend listening to his podcast, The Way I Heard It. And tons of praise goes out to the Henrico County Public School System in Virginia for showing us that college is not the only path to success. This episode was recorded, produced, and edited by me, Tony Armiger, in Hamburg, Germany. Design support was done by Sarah Roloff. Find out how to get involved and take action on our website at whysohigh.org.